we supposed to get married? I'm going to just swipe I just want somebody to share my life. Now is not the time to panic. Stay on top of it. Learn a little bit every day and move on with your life. You can keep waiting for the fairy tale or you can get on board with the new rules of relationships. If you've read my advice in the LA Times, then you know this ain't your mama's love advice. This is Dates and Mates with Damona Hoffman. Hello, lovers. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Dates and Mates, where we keep you up to date on the latest news you can use on living your best love life. We have a sizzling hot interview with Alyssa Deneen today. She's the author of the new book, The Art of Online Dating, and the founder of Style My Profile. And she's going to tell you what you should never, ever, never, ever, ever put in your dating profile. And she'll show you how to do a closet cleanse to get your dating capsule wardrobe on point. Now, in light of the recent updates on the Omicron variant, I also have a very special co-host with me to help keep us in the know. You may remember Dr. James Simmons of Ask the NP, who joined me last year to talk about dating safety in the era of COVID. And now, oh, here we are again. Oh, (laughs) my. he's, (laughs) He's also back to hit the headlines of the week and tackle your dating questions with me later in the show. So please help me give big smooches to Dr. James Simmons. Ooh, I'll take all the kisses I can get. Wow, I love the smooches and thank you for the intro, Demona. Though I can't believe we're we're back. I legitimately get most of my COVID news from you. Like awesome. since <laughs> last year, you know, I'm like I'm following the Daily Dose. I'm following Ask the NP on Instagram. Love it. And so maybe you can tell me whether it's time to panic yet or not. No, absolutely not time to panic, like for sure. In fact, you know, I feel like it's it's tough because we probably shouldn't laugh about a global pandemic, right? But also, you know, my trainer yesterday was like, oh, the Omarion variant. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure that Omarion appreciates that. We almost have to laugh about it, though, now, like just because it's just this is just so ridiculous and you know what they say like laughing to keep from crying right uh yes that's that's where i feel like where we are and i i really want to you know you said stress and panic both sort of leading up to this conversation and i do want to like let people know the scary part is that there's so much that we don't know right the the data changes all the time the what we know about the vaccines changes all the time what we're learning about <laughs> omarion what we're learning about omicron changes all the time But now is not the time to panic. Just stay on top of it, learn a little bit every day, and then move on with the rest of your life. At the end of the day, this variant is here. It's going to be a thing. I personally am not entirely convinced that we're going to go into big lockdowns again. We also have very little evidence about how sick this variant might make people. So we're pretty sure that it's more contagious than even Delta at this point, although we're not exactly sure how much, but we're not sure if it's actually making people more sick. So no panic, just get your information, know that it's there. Bottom line, should people still be going on in-person dates right now? I think so, especially if you're boosted. This is going to be my plug for, I'm talking to vaccinated folks right now. If you're unvaccinated, we can have a whole different conversation. But if you're vaccinated, go get boosted. There's a reason the CDC, FDA, Pfizer, everyone was like, okay, here's the booster for everyone. It's really, really, really going to help a lot. So particularly if you're boosted, go on that in-person date. I still recommend outside if you can or in a well-ventilated place. I'll use my three V's to stay safe. Vaccination, ventilation, and very good masking. 
Mm. <laughs> I liked uh, that that third V. You you went the long way for that one, but I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, it's a little bit of a stretch, right? 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 I have my three C's of dating profile photos, so I like the three V's. I think this is good. All right. Well, thank you for keeping us in the loop on Omicron. Also, thank you for keeping us in the loop about our headlines. In a moment, we're going to tell you about gift giving season. What should you get your new boo? And for those of you who are ending a relationship, how to break up during the holidays. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. We don't know which way we're going to send you, but (laughs) you can listen to our advice in just a second. And then Dr. James and I will tackle your questions, including how to tell if you're compatible with someone in the bedroom. And you know he's not a virgin, but he wants to wait to have sex for religious reasons. Should you read into that? All right, Dr. James, are you ready for this? I am totally ready for this. Well, then it is time to dish. D's dating dish. Your tango tells us the 20 best gift ideas for when you just started a new relationship. Now, I know you've been with your partner for a while, Dr. James, but do you remember that weird phase where you're like, are we or are we not? Like, are we going to be together on the actual holiday? What are we going to get one another? So your tango helped us out with some gift ideas. Some of these I think are good. Some of them I thought were a little tacky. (laughs) I think this is going to be funny because probably the ones that you think are tacky are probably the ones that I am like, yeah, that would be great. Because I have to admit- Are you like corny? Like you're romantic corny. I'm actually the opposite. No, I'm much more of like like dude style. Like my husband is very romantic, very like whatever. Uh. And I'm like- here, babe, here's a vacuum. Like you said you wanted one. You know, like I'm that guy. So I actually asked for a hand vac for Hanukkah. <laughs> I love my dust buster. Uh-huh. And there's a new model. And I was like, I need a dust buster. And I was so happy. I was busting dust all <laughs> over the place. And I was like, this is exactly the gift that I would tell people. Never get your spouse this gift. Correct. But it was what I'd asked for. And so I was very happy to receive it. Okay. Fandango gift card for a movie date. That was number one. Mm. Corny or not so corny? I'm in. I'm in. Uh, Movies can be a little dicey still these days, depending on what part of the country you're in, in terms of like COVID. But you've talked about this before, Demona, but movies are always one of those things where like, yes, you can go, but it's also like two hours of you not interacting with each other. So like, which is why I love taking my children. (laughs) (laughs) I just am like a gift card for a movie. It feels like, like I would rather see tickets to a concert Mm. an outdoor concert of course for the spring tickets to (laughs) you know do some unique kind of activity together and the thing that I love about this for people who are in new relationships is also it's sort of a promise of something that you're looking forward to doing together Mm. in the future or it's a really good reason for them to break up with you so that (laughs) they don't have that hanging over their head we'll talk about that in a second but some of the others that I thought were great were a date night subscription box or any kind of subscription box I do love the subscription idea you know I'm getting you this thing Maybe I want to also say, like, I'm looking forward to seeing what you get in February or like whatever. Right. There's a little bit of longevity with it. I like it. Were there any other ones on the list that you thought were really great or any that you thought were like, oh, no. (sighs) I mean, I felt like there's one here that says upgrade their sock game. Like, I'm a funky sock guy. I'm dad vibes with that where I'm like, look at me. I have this like super plain outfit on, but I have cool socks. Right. Like, I'll, I'll rock that outfit for sure. But I also was like, hmm. 
If someone's giving me just socks, I feel like was a little lame. At least put some underwear in there with it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> edible, okay, well, edible I'll, underwear. <laughs> I'll blend two of their ideas. They had a personalized pet portrait of their fur baby. I'm actually hope my daughter doesn't listen to the show for many reasons, but <laughs> she's obsessed with our dog. I'm gonna get her socks with our dog's face on them. <gasps> okay, now see that pup socks there. Love it. I keep merging the two of them. That works great, right? There's some personalization in it. I think that's obviously that's so important with gift giving in general. I think the bottom line is even if it's a new relationship, try to pick something personal. And for me, I love experiences. So if it can be an experience you can either do together or look forward to, I think you won't go wrong. But let's say you don't want to get a gift for your boo. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> According to the Chicago Tribune, December 11th is statistically the most common day of the year to break off a romantic relationship. Get Why? Out. They call it the dating holiday trifecta, Christmas, New Year's, and Valentine's Day. People say, I don't want my partner at family gatherings or holiday parties. I don't want to spend money on my partner. The holidays make me feel pressure to commit or propose. I want to start the year with a clean slate. So all these things are going through people's minds, but there's a right way and a wrong way. <laughs> Dump someone with dignity, right? So I, a lot of these I agree with. Like, do it in person, of course, mm -hmm. uh, or at the very least over the phone. Have you ever broken up with somebody over text? No, Lord heavens, no. I very much believe, it, you know, have the conversation with the person. It's totally going to suck, but you will feel better about it. They will feel better about it. Yes. And then the tone is very important. They say be kind and be concise. This was something I was talking to the participants in my dating accelerator program about is that you don't have to over explain. Sometimes we, we mm. feel the need to like try to make it okay and say too much and like, you can just own your feelings. You're not feeling it. And of course, depending on how long the relationship is and how many sort of entanglements you have, it can be more complicated. But sure. I, I just find that people will really over explain a lot of these conversations that are more simple than we realize they are. Than they are. I wish you would have been telling me this when I was in my 20s breaking up with people because I'm I'm that dude. I'd be like, okay, we need to buckle up for like the five hour long breakup conversation, like three bottles of wine. We need to do the whole thing, get it all ready. I was like preparing my girlfriends. I'm like, okay, I'm going in, like call me in three hours to pull me out. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can't explain your way out of it. Cause when you start that conversation, then it also leaves room. Like if you've made a decision and then you start and they don't want that outcome, they're going to convince you that you're wrong and pull you mm -hmm. back in. And this is when it gets sticky and people are like, I don't know what to do. You don't know what to do because you're not delivering your intentions in a clear and concise way. Another one I think is really important before we wrap up the segment, give your ex space. I would say it in a different way. I think it's give yourself space mm. too. Like you need time to redefine who you are in the absence of being in this relationship with this person. Because you know, when we're in a relationship, we change and we start to define ourselves relationally, you know? It is really all about like learning to redefine who you are and find yourself again. Yeah. And also take stock of what happened because I don't think of any relationship as wasted. You can take 
knowledge with you about yourself, about what you need in the next relationship, even if it was not a healthy or successful relationship. If you take the time to take stock of that and not just rush into the next relationship and be like, I'm just going to date the opposite of my ex. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. As much as we learn from relationships that we learn from our failures. I relate everything back to sports, unfortunately. Sorry. I don't know anything about sports, but it hit me. I love sports analogy. But you, you know what a jump shot is, right? Like a jump shot in basketball. Like I learned how to shoot the basketball by failing, right? You fail and you fail and you fail and you fail until you figure it out. And so I'm, I'm 100% with you. I learned more about what I did not want in a relationship or did not want in a partner from the relationships that, and I, I don't like the word fail, but for the relationships, it just didn't work out, right? They just, we weren't right for each other. And I thought it was really, really great. Speaking to those folks out there, like I am not a big holiday person. Like I don't wrap my feelings all up in a bunch of holiday stuff. But I do think for those people who are listening, who are kind of like me, it you should be sensitive to these things. My partner would absolutely be destroyed if like we went through the holidays and then let's say I wanted to get a divorce or something, like we got divorced the first week of January. It, it would be- Which is the most <sighs> common week for divorces to be filed. For a divorce. <laughs> right, it would be soul crushing. So I, you know, I appreciate while December 11th or, you know, before the holidays might be tough. I promise you it's tougher if you plan to do it afterwards. Don't do that. Don't do that. But if you do, just keep listening to the show and I'll help you through it. All right. (laughs) Dr. James, (laughs) I adore talking to you. I love hearing your insights and I'd love for you to stick around with me at the end of the show to tackle some dating questions too. What do you say? Perfect. I'm totally in. All right. Don't go anywhere. Alyssa Deneen, dating wardrobe and profile consultant behind Style My Profile, will be with me to help you make the most of your dating profile. Stick with us. Welcome back. I'm here with Alyssa Deneen, founder of Style My Profile, a dating coaching and wardrobe slash profile consultation company. She's also the author of the new book, The Art of Online Dating. Style your most authentic self and cultivate a mindful dating life. Please help me give big smooches to my guest, Alyssa Deneen. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. And thank you for writing this book, The Art of Online Dating, because Alyssa, people need some help out here. You saw this as a stylist that there was a a sort of gap in the market (laughs) when you were online dating. Tell me your own story and how you managed to be successful with online dating yourself. Yeah. Well, I split up from my husband when I was 41 and we had met when I just graduated college. So way before cell phones were just coming out, you know, so way before even texting or anything like that. And I really thought I was going to be one of those people that meets somebody in real life and everyone sets them up with somebody. And it was going to be like all my friends were going to say, I have a divorced friend who wants to meet you. And that happened one time. (laughs) And I realized like pretty quickly that I was like, okay, I have to, I just have to jump into online dating. And for me, it was actually pretty, pretty easy to figure out what photos to put up there and everything. And then I kind of played around with my bio and figured out what got responses and what got conversations going. But as I was going along, I was just thinking really just, there's just a, you know, just a huge learning curve. And I felt like I can't believe it be the only person who's out there thinking, what pictures do I put up there? What do I wear? And, you know, and, and again, like just coming from a fashion background, I could figure that out. And I would just flipping through these, you know, swiping through these profiles of these men and just realizing like, there's so many men out there that could use so much help <laughs> with, their, with their, like their new life, you know, not just for their 
profile pictures, but for dating and everything. It was just so nice to be able to like put myself out there to help other people do exactly what I had just gone through and and actually was successful with it and like actually had a good experience with online dating. It's something that you kind of understood intuitively because of your background. And then also for me, I worked in casting. And so I realized from what I would tell actors about marketing themselves through photos, through their headshots, how the similarities apply to telling your story through your pictures. I'll be honest, Alyssa, I don't know the first thing about style. Like I have worked with stylists before. I have a number of friends who are stylists who kind of help me like pull it together a little bit. But I want to know just kind of top line, because I'm sure there are a lot of people listening that are like, well, I'm not a stylist. Like, I don't know these things. And they're probably thinking also like, sounds easy for her, but I just don't know how to put myself together and have a stylish profile. Style doesn't come easy for most people, to be honest. It doesn't come intuitively. And going shopping is a total nightmare. <laughs> like walking into a store, it's like, where do I even begin? I came up with 15 essential pieces, which are in the book. These are some key pieces you can get. Here are different price ranges and for each of the key pieces. And basically it's like a capsule wardrobe where you can mix and match all of these items and come up with something pretty simple, but like, you know, simple, but like put together. And I think that's mostly what people want to feel like. They just want to feel confident getting out there, obviously confident in their photos. Tell me like, what do you think is the most essential? What's the must have? So it's a pair of jeans, like straight leg jeans. I usually recommend a pair of black jeans and that's like a easy way to kind of dress up for the evening, for a date. I do a white button down, like a crisp white, just easy button down. They're all classic pieces, but they could be styled in like a rock and roll way or a bohemian way or like whatever, you know, you gravitate towards obviously can be, you know, you can restyle them in the way you want to, but they're all pieces that can be easily mixed and matched. And I'm sure people also have more than they realize that they have. And so it's not even like you have to buy all these 15 pieces. You probably have already. 10 or 11. It's just about putting them together in the right way. Can you talk about your closet cleanse method? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, and that's actually part of this too, is that a lot of people have too many clothes that just sit there completely unworn. And honestly, my, my theory is that the less you have, the easier it is to get dressed. The more pieces that you have that you know, you love. And even if that is only 25 pieces in your wardrobe, I'm telling you, you'll have way more things to wear and it will be easier to get dressed every time you go out when you just have a simplified wardrobe. And most people have like spilling shelves of sweaters that they haven't even looked at and T-shirts piling up that, you know, for 20 years. And that's actually totally, I mean, that's completely normal. I mean, I see it all the time. And so the idea is to just literally take every piece in your wardrobe and you don't have to do this all in one day. But even like I talk about doing it in stages, like go through all of your tops, go through all of your pants, go through all of your sweaters, go through all of your shoes. And you can even do it in separate, you know, separate times, but just really picking up each piece and sort of in a Marie Kondo way, like, do I even like this? Do I ever wear it? Do I even have anything to wear it with? Because <laughs> that's actually really common is like, I love these boots and I've never worn them, but I've always loved them and they feel great. I feel great in them. But if you have nothing in your wardrobe that goes with those, you know, it really doesn't make any sense unless you're going to go out and shop for something specifically. So I have that's like all my shoes. They looked cute on the rack or, you know, in the box. And then they're just literally sitting there collecting dust. 
And Marie Kondo almost killed me. I swear. I swear. <laughs> I know. She killed all of us. <laughs> right? And then I and I was like, none of the sparks joined. Then I got rid of everything. And now I'm like rebuilding my wardrobe. But I think that that's probably good because at a certain point, you probably need to refresh. And I shouldn't have things from 10 years ago. Yeah. And I think that honestly, like just bringing in new energy in a way, you know, like bringing out the old, bringing in the new, you know, my whole thing about like, you know, starting when you get out of a long-term relationship, like a purge feels amazing. And it's like, I'm going to start, not like you have to go out and buy an entirely new wardrobe or anything, but like, I'm going to start fresh and figuring out like who you are now and who this new person is going to be and how you're going to show up and how you're going to present yourself. And not just in your dating profile, but again, like on dates. I want to throw something out to you inspired by that because I have, <laughs> I've said on this show before that online dating is the best thing to happen to single women, certainly in our lifetime and probably in the many lifetimes that came and generations that came before. You've been in the position of being divorced and needing to go back out there and I don't want to be Pollyanna about this, but I'm curious from your perspective, if you agree with that, like you were saying, you thought, oh, I'll just like get my friends to introduce me to their divorced friends. But to me, that sounds like a lot of waiting around and a lot of unmet expectations. No, and, and completely. And it would have taken me, you know, honestly, like at the rate that I was getting set up with people, which again was one time. It would have taken me like probably 10 years. I don't even know. Because think about how many people you can go out with from a dating app. I mean, I've made it like, I know everybody says this, but it was a part-time job. And I was like going out all the time. And I have kids, but I had I have 50-50 custody with my ex-husband. So I had a ton of time all of a sudden to get out there. I made it my hobby, my second job, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> was dating. I agree. It opened up so much more. And I would never have met my partner in real life. There would be no reason for us to ever meet in real life. See, and I had the situation with my husband. We actually did have overlapping friends. We know of at least two parties that we were both at and we didn't meet. And we had two, at least maybe more, two chances to meet. And it could only happen, I think, in the digital world. So that's just a little bit of inspiration for anyone that's like, whatever, Demona, you don't, <laughs> you don't know what it's like out here. <laughs> oh, I know. No. And I think people, people say that to me too. They're like, oh, well, you just got lucky. And I totally disagree with that. I really do. I feel like, no, I actually really put in the work and I really was like trying to keep a positive attitude because as you know, that is like 90% of it <laughs> is trying to like not be bitter and guarded and like come into every date like, well, this is going to suck again. Well, this isn't going to go anywhere. And I'm sure you have clients too that have this feeling of like they're already defeated before they even go out onto each date because they've had a lot of bad experiences. And I get that. But if you get stuck in that and you don't try to climb out of it, <laughs> then you will you won't have a good experience with it. Perspective is everything. And yeah, I've said also on the show, date like it's your job. Like you put in the work, you made it a priority. And sometimes people will come to me and say, oh, I really, really want a relationship. You know, I want to begin the coaching program. But then they get 
sucked into a work project or they don't want to make any changes in their dating strategy or in their profile or their approach. And then they find that they're repeating the same cycle again. And it's like you have to be willing to get curious about some of these choices that you're making with how you spend your time, how you present yourself online, how you even look at the dates like you were saying. And then, you know, I would look at it like each date was a learning opportunity. I was saying this to my dating accelerator clients, like don't go on the date if you're dreading it. Only go on the date if you would enjoy it, regardless of what the outcome of that date is going to be. Plan dates that are going to be fun for yourself. And don't go if you absolutely dread the idea. And like sometimes you need a break, right? Okay, let's talk about the bio. Now, you know, I've been in this game for a while. And that's the area where I feel like I've always said your pictures are the most important part of your profile. But it's like the, the amount of text has gotten shorter and shorter and shorter to the point where everybody's like, well, online dating's not working for me because I can't tell anything about the person just from reading their profile. And I can't fix everybody's profile and neither can you, Alyssa, but can you at least help our listeners with getting their profile optimized so that they are saying the most that they can within the small amount of text that they have? <laughs> My thing is like, there's so many overused descriptions, like loyal, kind, and funny. Those are the ones that I feel like everybody, I, I don't know if you do this with your clients, but I have them write down like at least 10 adjectives to describe themselves. And everybody always writes loyal, kind, and fun or funny, and kind or nice, and loyal. Everybody. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's so funny. And it's, so it's like, and you see that in a lot of bios too. You see, I'm I'm a loyal devoted dad or whatever, loyal friend, devoted dad. It's like kind of see the same phrases over and over again. So I tell my clients, you can't say you're loyal, kind, and funny. Like everybody in the world thinks apparently that they're loyal, kind, and funny. And so it kind of loses its meaning, you know? So just really trying to think of other ways to describe yourself other than that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I also will have my clients at the beginning of the process clarify what they're looking for because you're designing a profile. It's not your calling card of just like, this is what you want to put out there. This is meant to attract the right person, the person that you're looking for. And if somebody says in the qualities that they're looking for, someone like loyal, kind and funny, I say you have to be more specific because sense of humor is so different from person to person. So what I think is funny apparently is really corny and sort of embarrassing to my husband. But I digress. Loyal and kind. I'm like, isn't that a given? You shouldn't engage in any relationship like friendship, work relationship or romantic relationship with someone that is not loyal or kind. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Make sure to get your copy of The Art of Online Dating. We'll put the link in the show notes at datesandmates.com. In a moment, I'll be right back here with Dr. James Simmons to answer your questions, including what's your favorite position in the bedroom and what it means if he says he's waiting to have sex for religious reasons. Mm, it's going to be a real one. The questions have been pouring in, and I'm here to help. But I'm not alone today. I'm with Dr. James Simmons of Ask the NP. He's here to help me doctor up your love life. See what I did there? You better Dr. stop. James. You better stop with the transition. <laughs> here to it. help doctor it. up your yes, love life. That was beautiful. That was perfect, Demona. Dear Demona. Demona, help 
me. Really, I love helping people on this show. And we have listeners of all different backgrounds and orientations. How do you identify? Thank you. It's evolved. It has evolved over time. I feel like I'm a little pansexual. Like I just kind of have been my whole life. I'm just a little bit like, I'm much more of that person that's like, I don't care if you're cis or trans or, or gay or straight or purple, black, white, like male identified, female identified. Yeah, like if our energies are vibing, our energies are vibing. I've kind of always been that way. And the kids call that pan. So now I'm like, I guess I'm kind of pan, which I feel like pan fits in with queer a little bit better. So I kind of just use queer. But at the end of the day, I'm a cisgender gay guy who's in a relationship with another cisgender gay guy. So long story short, as gay. Wait, that was not a long story. (laughs) That was like an informative story for a lot of our listeners. Good. I'm glad. I hope I didn't confuse everybody. And if I did, that's all right. You can ask the MP. (laughs) 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 I adore you. All right. So, yes. So we have all kinds of questions from people of all different identities, orientations. And our listener E sent in this question. As a gay man, what is the best way to discuss sexual position preferences before spending too much time on someone you're not compatible with? Okay, Dr. James, you have to help me out because I am a cis hat woman. Uh-huh. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> As a cis hat woman, I believe that a lot of our sexual challenges in relationships can be overcome with the right kind of tools, resources, support. There's sex therapists. There are a lot of ways to become more compatible with someone. But I know that in the gay male community in particular, it is a very different conversation. Like like on OkCupid, you can say if you're a bottom or a top now. We've just added 60 different gender and identity options. And that's one of them. So, okay, explain to me, is it really, really that important? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it can be for a lot of people. So I think I want to sort of start on like a higher level. I feel like regardless of your sexual preference or gender identity, which are two separate things, right? It's important for people to remember that. Regardless of that, I feel like sexual compatibility can kind of be an issue no matter who you are. Right. If you're in a like you're a cishet woman and you're dating a cishet guy, just because you have parts that might fit and that you can't do anything about. (laughs) Right. Doesn't mean that you're going to be instantaneously sexually compatible. So I think it's really important for folks to sort of know, like sexual compatibility, at least I think, is something that can happen in any type of relationship, regardless of who you're dating. So in relationships with two people who have penises, oftentimes people have fairly strong preferences on which position they like. And where it can become sometimes an issue is if you have two people in a relationship who have penises, but they both like to bottom. They both like to be the receptive person or they both like to top. Sometimes people feel like it can really be an impasse because they're like, I really like you, but how are we going to make this work, right? That can really, really be a big issue for a lot of people up front. Are you with me so far? Is that all making I'm sense? I'm with you. I still do question, though. This is my job, like, to question <laughs> these beliefs that we have and how much, just because you have a preference for something, should that be the guiding force in your partner selection for your romantic partner? And then I think there's a whole range of other options, too, in terms of now like whether you want to be monogamous or you don't want to be monogamous, how you even define sex. Cause you know, we are talking about penetrative sex 
but oral sex is also sex, right? Absolutely, right. If you and define it in that way. I will say in the, just to make conversation sort of simple, in the gay male community that I grew up with, a lot of times that's like one of the very first questions that gets asked because people don't want to go down the road. Right. I was guilty of that as well when I was younger. But also what I've learned is that if you take the time to really get to know the person, you know, and both parties are willing, a lot of times there's other stuff going on as to why the preference is so strong. So for years, I was like, I only want a top. I am only a top because I had so much tied up, like my own homophobia, like internalized homophobia was tied up into misogyny. And being the receptive partner made me feel less masculine. It made me feel more like a woman and less in control. So I brought you control issues. I brought you misogyny. I brought you internalized homophobia. And what that rooted out as was on the apps, I was like top only. I think in the context of a relationship, however long that relationship is, if you're comfortable, if you come to this openly, then I think all that stuff goes completely out the window. Mm. So you kind of just validated what I was saying. I yeah. think that most problems can be worked through. And I see just what you're talking about in the strong dating preferences come from somewhere. And it's even like I also will see preferences for race and for different body types. And it gets really interesting when someone does what you are doing and unpacks that a little. I mean, you can't do that for your partner, for a person that you're dating. You're going to be like, get out of here with that pop psychology, right? <laughs> right. But if you, you don't know me like that or anyone, yeah. Or anyone that you feel safe and comfortable with is willing to explore that and really find out what is the underlying reason for that. I think the rigidity in anything is it's a sign of something deeper that can be an opportunity for growth and learning. I hate the idea that people are potentially missing out on really great relationships because they are just leading with sexual position preferences. So let's answer E's question. What is the best way, Dr. James, to discuss sexual <laughs> position preferences before spending too much time on someone you're not compatible with? I honestly feel like one of the first things is understand what your intentions going into this relationship are. Like, I know this, we're talking relationships and dating here, not necessarily hookup culture, but I like one position more than the other. It feels better to me. If this is just a sexual situation and I'm like, we're only hooking up, then I might only talk to that person. I might be like, hey, I actually am really only am interested in topping right? Like that's it. But if you're, we're in a relationship sort of thing, I think it's something that you need to talk about upfront. I think you, you have to check your own stuff, be really open-minded and just be like, Hey, I generally have a preference for bottoming. Like I, I tend to like to be the receptive partner, but I also tend to like to be kind of dominant in the bedroom. Like, I don't, how do you feel about that? Like, what are you into? I, to me, that's really sexy. If you're like, I'm not going to have sex with this person on date one, highly recommended. But it's date three and you're like, all right, I'm really into this dude. Like maybe this is going to go someplace and be like, okay, I don't know. I'm a pretty forward dude. And be like, I generally like bottoming, but I'm also super open to topping. Like, how do you feel? What you put out there, you're going to get back. So if you put out a little bit of flexibility about this, but honesty, I think you're going to get the same back. So true. So true. And I really encourage everyone listening to just be a little bit more 
open to exploring what they think is a fixed truth about what they want sexually or what they want in a relationship. I mean, I've been in a relationship now 18 years with my husband, and I got to tell you, I, we're doing things now that 18 years ago, I was like, that is a non-starter. And like, you know, you get in and you're like, ah, well, now let's, let's, let's explore it. Like, I trust you. And even though it's something that maybe didn't seem like a good idea <laughs> at the time, like maybe now it's something that, that when you've built trust with somebody is um, worth exploring. I 100% agree. And I, I will tell you that just to add on to that too, to Demona, that having nine years, Chris and I are at nine years now, we just sort of understand. We still have the, the, the I don't know, I guess sexual roles that we both sort of like to play. And I think it's also important for people to know that the receptive person is not always the submissive person, right? It, it actually often doesn't work that way. We have the roles that we sort of like to play, but we have figured out a way to communicate when those need to be switched, which happens 20, 30% of the time, how to make that work so that the other person is comfortable. Does that make sense? We have incredible sex for nine years and it's only getting better because of that. So I think if, you, if you're willing to sort of be like open to these things and to learn and explore with this person because you dig them, then that's going to lead you to better sex regardless of the position. And I'll see you nine years from now, honey. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. We have one more question. This is a DM from a listener named Elle. She says, what does it mean if a guy says he is waiting to have sex till marriage for religious reasons? He says sex complicates things, but he has a child and shows he's investing in what we have. What should Elle do he has a child so obviously <laughs> at least it's happened at least once maybe that's why he's like save sex until marriage and i got this kid and now i gotta pay child support and <laughs> i mean i feel like i feel like this person answered their own question right there he says sex complicates things but he has a child i mean there you go boo like children complicate we love kiddos but like children complicate things for sure this is goes back to my saying from 2020 that i brought into 2021 and i'm taking it to 2022 multiple truths can exist simultaneously this dude can be really really super into you and have some stuff that he's working through about sex and maybe just in his past i am not a psychotherapist but in his past maybe sex really, really screwed some things up early on in relationships. Maybe this kid came from a one night stand. And now like Demona said, he's stuck with child support for 18 years, like whatever. And he's like, listen, I actually really dig the thing that we have. I'm showing you by investing in you in other ways, but I'm gonna keep the full, you know, home run hanky panky. I'm gonna dial that back for a minute because in my experience, it's really complicated things. I actually think that shows a sign of maturity I just hope that he can be open with you about why. I agree with that. And I also think Elle needs to figure out what she wants. Because let's say, I don't know if marriage is in the cards for her at all or in the near future. Because if she wants to get it in, <laughs> how long are you going to wait? If he's like, I'm saving myself till marriage, what, three months, six months, a year? How long can you really go? And is that going to work? Because clearly, you know, I'm always talking on the show about dating based on goals and values. This is clearly a very clear boundary and a very deeply held value for him that you don't want to challenge. He's going to have to grapple with this decision himself, right? And 
if you're constantly resenting the fact that he won't have sex with you unless you're married, and maybe that's not even your goal for the relationship, then maybe you need to take a step back and ask if this is the right relationship for you. Yeah. And it, I mean, just because the guy's investing in you, right. Do you want him to be investing in you? <laughs> right. Do you like want to be married? Cause do, yeah. Cause clearly that's the way he's going, right? He's like, we have to get married. I tend to take people at their face value until they prove to me otherwise. So if he says sex complicates things, he just means sex complicates things. Like, I don't want to be complicated with you. I like the easy breeziness of our relationship or whatever, right? Like, who, who knows what that means? I, but I don't know if it necessarily means more than what you think it does. Mm, so true. I think I see that happening a lot that people read into what people say. And I always, I tell my listeners, pay attention to how someone treats you at the beginning and to what they're saying because they probably mean it. <laughs> and that's probably indicative of how they're going to continue to act in the future. So you have some thinking to do, some conversations to have, and we'll see what happens for Elle. But I'll tell you what, girl, if you're not into it, I'm sure I have like thousands of ladies listening to the show right now that are like, I'll take that guy. <laughs> right, right, right. One woman's like, trash is another woman's treasure, you know? I mean, that part, we've all been there at, uh. I just don't know. I don't, Demona, how long can you go without sex? Like, whew. I don't know. I get busy, Dr. James. I I have to, I only have so much energy to go around. So <laughs> you're like, I, I my, so my husband weeks. is, <laughs> can you really? Oh, my husband is, he turns 50 next year. Oh, wow. And he's, but he's like 50 going on 17. First of all, yeah. he's in like impeccable shape. He also has no job right now. So he's a little bit bored. <laughs> but he's 50 going on 17. So So you're and you're you're like working at the hospital. You're busy. Oh, all kinds of stuff going on right now. I mean, this man would he would have sex twice a day every day if we could. Oh no, no. I don't have time for that. <laughs> I know. I had to know what I was signing up for before I did. I was like, baby, some of that sex you're gonna have to have on your own. <laughs> I gotta go. Which I gotta is go another work. great option to remind all of our <laughs> listeners of. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom with us, Dr. James. Thank you for Thanks. having me. I'm so honored. It's so much fun. My sister from another mister. Totally. We'll put up a picture of us together and people are going to be like, are you really? Are you really twins? I mean, we could be. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Y'all, you have to follow Dr. James Simmons on Instagram and TikTok. And all of the places at AskTheNP or AskTheNP.com. Listen to The Daily Dose. You can get in the COVID no. But, like, you talk about so many things on all aspects of health and sex and wellness. So you're a gem. I try. Oh, thank you so much. And y'all look out for the link to The Art of Online Dating by my guest, Alyssa Deneen. It's in the show notes. Or you can stop by your local bookstore to pick up your copy. How can I help you? Really, like, how can I help you? I'm at Demona Hoffman on all of the socials. You can send me a DM on any platform with your question for the show. You could hear my advice for your particular dating dilemma answered on a future episode. If you're more of an analog person, just give me a call, 424-246-6255. That's my 24-7 voicemail, and I can get your message or text any time of day. This is episode 390 of Dates and Mates. We will be back again next Tuesday with Shani Silver. She's the author of A Single Revolution, and she will be sharing the joys of singlehood with us. Until then, I wish you happy dating.